Welcome in to the Fun Astrology Podcast. It's Monday, September 25th. We have a slow week, but a busy day. Does that make sense? Let's set up the week here, and in doing so, once we ink this, we pretty well have it for the rest of the week, literally, seriously. But we're going to be following along, particularly with everything going on in the world around us. We'll just keep an eye on it here, even though the chart structure isn't going to change much this whole week. So we're bracketed with Saturday, and this one snuck up on me. We just didn't have time to honor and recognize the September equinox. Maybe we'll take one of these slower days this week and talk about that. But let's say open parentheses, close parentheses. That opened the parentheses really for this week. And closed parentheses would be Friday's full moon. And that is in Aries. So we are talking about some launches, some new beginnings, some thrust for existing projects, or some very powerful releasing. That's kind of the other theme this week, because we begin today, speaking of Luna, with an Aquarian moon. And here's the transformational theme, because the moon this whole week is going to conjoin all of the outer planets between now and next Tuesday. So let's talk about that for a second. Yesterday afternoon, it was at 4.05 Eastern, if you wanted to mark that, yesterday Pluto and the moon conjoined at 27 degrees Capricorn. We'll come back to that because that's significant in the United States chart as well. But yesterday afternoon, the moon hit Pluto. Late tomorrow night, so this is energy you'll be in all day today, that moon right between Pluto and Saturn. Late tomorrow night, about 11 o'clock, it hits Saturn. About 5 o'clock, these are all Eastern times as always, 5 o'clock Eastern p.m., it hits Neptune on Thursday. Then it enters Aries Thursday night. Friday is the full moon. Ow, ow, right? We'll get ready. Then early, early Saturday morning, it conjoins Chiron. Then we skip a couple of days when it moves into Taurus. Then by Tuesday morning, it will have cleared Jupiter and Uranus. And by the way, before that happens, we will turn the calendar page over in October. So that sets up the eclipses. And I know that sweep that we just described of the moon happens every month, but it also happens this month. And I'm saying this month collectively, September, October, because that next sweep when it crosses Pluto, Saturn, Neptune, Chiron, etc. will happen in between the eclipses and on the lunar eclipse. It will be on that swing. You know from your own natal chart that when you have big transits, especially from the luminaries, hitting natal outer planets, that that's when things happen in your life that are foundationally changing. That's not this. The moon is a fast-moving trigger here, and we're talking about it aspecting planets in the sky. So that's a different deal, but I'm just saying for everybody that's been feeling this collective energy, think of it this way. Full moon Friday, and fortunately, it's early Friday, a few ticks before 6 a.m., but nonetheless, full moon Friday, go talk to your teachers and your doctors and nurses in the ER and your cops, etc., and they will tell you they're bracing for it starting on about Tuesday or Wednesday. So while that's happening, the moon is hitting, by trigger, the transiting outer planets. And if you look in your own chart, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, that's the real estate we're talking about. What do you have in those signs? Because that's what will be hitting for you during this interesting full moon week ahead of the eclipse. 
Now, let's also mention 27 degrees Capricorn. That's Pluto right now, and that's what the moon crossed over yesterday. And that is where Pluto was on July 4th, 1776, the birthday of the United States, which aren't so united these days. But this is the fourth time now, counting three times last year, now this, until October 10th, and then until it moves off, that Pluto has been at that position, 27 degrees. The three times last year that it was there, it hit the exact degree and minute, 27.33. This time it doesn't get to 33 minutes, but it is camped out at 27 degrees. It actually doesn't move back to 28 out of retrograde until the last day of October. Now, that's a lot of stuff going on in the sky. But let's back up for a second and think about how we should be approaching this as far as predicting things. Now, Robert Glasscock, very successfully, by the way, very successfully, uses solar arc astrology to look at when things might be happening at a given time. In other words, when the landscape is fertile, when the soil is fertile for something to happen. That's basically the way he approaches it. He also absolutely firmly believes that fate and free will are two separate things, that collective energy has a choice, and that the suggestions in the chart are for potentialities, not absolutes. Stephen Forrest, who we heard from yesterday, by the way, if you have not caught that episode, great interview with Steve, yesterday's podcast release, says don't predict anything. He works on the soul. He just wants to know, How are these aspects or how are these planetary configurations affecting the setup of your life so that you can work through them and grow? And he says, if astrologers predict you're going to end up, if you have a following on the New York Times front page like they did right after COVID and said, why didn't astrology predict the pandemic? Well, they didn't have any business predicting the pandemic. Then there's Ray Merriman, and if you didn't catch his episode on Saturday, really great section, the second half of the podcast. If you're not into the financial part, the second half of Saturday's episode was very interesting. Around this same topic of predicting, Ray follows cyclical patterns. Those cyclical patterns are reflected by astrological aspects, and those are what he follows in the market. And then over the years, through his research, he has broken those down into The categories that you could say of possible, likely, very likely, I guess, would be three ways that you could stage when various planets hit each other based on history. What's the likely outcome? Well, if you follow some of the social media stuff, you know that there has been a lot of forecasting going on out there. Over my 63 birthdays, I have seen this come and go so many times takes me back to that 1974 song from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, right? It's like we've been doing this on this planet for a long time. I think the Thomas Miller slash fun astrology approach to this would be that we look for these signatures. Absolutely, we dissect them. We know what the possibilities are. We also know, and this is why we do what we do on Sunday nights on Level Up, that our consciousness can and does affect the collective, and that you and I joined together sending positive energy to these situations, sending loving awareness, sending pure love, can change or delay or alter outcomes. 
So all of these things that everybody's getting rattled about, let's just stay the course. We know what's ahead. We can look at challenging aspects even, and we can frame them up. But then we go back to love, and we go back to that you and I are going to be guided, and that's just how we play. Hope that helps a little bit. We'll see you back tomorrow, and we'll talk maybe tomorrow about the September equinox that we didn't get to last week. 